Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Uh, good morning. Hi, Shanti. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Mm, it's, it is morning. It's morning time. It is. We waking up bright and early. This is a motherfucking nine to five. Okay. <laughs> on a Sunday. On a Sunday. On the Lord's Day, we are being ratchet. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be up this early. Mm. Are you usually not up this early? No, not on a Sunday. Can I sleep in? Wh- what time do you know? What's like sleeping in? I feel like you're you? about to judge me. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to live vicariously. What time for you. sleep are sleeping hours? Well, I don't go to bed until pretty late. In all honesty, I'm trying to change that, but the way my body is set up, it just won't. You can hear I'm just waking up too. Like you can hear it in my voice. This is going mad deep right now. Um, I probably go to sleep on the weekend around like two or three, and I'm not even out. I'm just like <laughs> in my house cleaning or watching something or looking at a new. Ronald Reagan documentary. And mm. then <laughs> get up at like 10. That's when my body is just like, it won't sleep past that. Oh, it's like, girl, get up. It's your lazy self. But uh, yeah, when I babysat your damn kid, ugh, when she was up here, they get up so early. When are you going to do that again? I know. I got to find a, a date because they, they both brought it up. Um, Jojo and little Sean were like, when are we coming to New York? And I was like, oh, man. They want to see a Broadway play, though, and that ain't cheap. Ain't nobody taking them to a Broadway play. You take them to the damn pool across the street from your house. No, stop The corner store. (laughs) They want to go see Broadway, and I want to help them do that. So I got to look at my coins and pick a date. You know what? You know what? I just, I don't believe in that. And you don't believe in what? Wait, what? I feel like kids need to be a little bit older. In in this mothering thing, I have noticed that they just don't appreciate it the way that they should. They don't understand It jades them. But it jades them. They're like, all right, that was cool. I don't know what that was about. On to the next one. What are we doing next? Where are the M&Ms? That's exactly how they are. But I am the aunt, and I can spoil them. That can be my job. But the other thing, though, is, like, they'll know what the play is. And the fact that Sean and Joe are both in the creative arts, I want to help foster that. And Broadway, let's not forget, I have a theater degree and a musical theater minor. So that's, like, my wheelhouse. I would love to share that with them. This is a Bernstein Winston production. It was made in 1466. Bernstein This is no. made, this is a Holloway and Shh Brothers. Production. They don't want to see like like a Broadway play. They want to see like Aladdin on Broadway or something like oh, that. Don't so get they'll it know what's Jolie going on. Jolie loves. Um, damn, I never forgot the name of it. Wicked? West Side Story. Oh, no, really? We watch That's West not Side on Broadway Story right now. 
Maria, I just met a girl named Maria. That, I I implore. They're redoing it. Is that the right? Oh, they're going to fuck it up. Did I say the word right? (laughs) What? I don't know how to speak English. But I think everybody should go watch West Side Story. It is the most innovative the dancing, like the dancing is just out of this world. Like Michael Jackson watched West Side Story and was like. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to make the bad video now. He said that he did, though. Goddamn Michael Jackson out here stealing people's ideas and children. Every, he didn't steal it. He stole people's children and their wives. He's taking, I'm taking your wives and your kids. Stop. No, Jerome. And we're going to Neverland. Jerome Robbins did the choreography for West Side Story, and it was absolutely innovative and out of this world. Jerome, is that a Negro? That's not like a the blackest name. Jerome. Jerome Robbins. I thought it was made um, by a bunch of Jewish men. I don't believe Jerome Robbins is a Negro. Just so you know, I'm pretty sure he's white. I'm looking at him now. He's white. His name is just Jerome. Big ups to him. Jerome, Rome in the house. Rami. Uh oh. Oh. Oh, God. Something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Go check on your child, please. I'm I'm keeping this shit in. (laughs) What happened? Yo, we keeping it live in the 215. It was almost a... (laughs) What did you just do? I have this... I guess this is like a super candle. (laughs) And... It makes my fire alarm go off. I told you, the last time I went over your house, walked in your room, and you had candles burning. And we were I was so upset. I was like, we have been out all day, and you have a whole thing of candles burning. Well, I just altered. have one. It's my white candle. That was not okay. <sighs> but it, that wasn't the one. That wasn't the one. It was another candle. That's anyway, just... let's get into this. <laughs> So this week, we're going to be talking about dating, but first, we're going to give you some updates. Shanti, do you want updates? Do you want to do, do updates I, first? or Do I want to do updates about what's going on in my life? Yeah. Um. Well, I went on a date. We're going to be oh. talking about dating. Oh, bitch, I went on a date. And I saw... With your whole boyfriend? With my whole boo. And we went <laughs> and saw the last black man in San Francisco. And it's a movie about uh, following this boy and his attachment to a house in the gentrified part of San Francisco. And it's just about gentrification. It's about masculinity. It's about individuality. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And I really enjoyed it. And I I implore. Why is this a word? I think a lot of y'all should go see that movie and internet yourself. I've never it. even heard of it. I want to see it. It's really good. It's I think it's really good. It's slow. It's beautifully made. And it's it, I, I, I still think about it. So The Last Black Man in San Francisco. If you can find your little independent movie theater. My little artsy boyfriend Yo, took me to a movie. Shout out to him. Artsy boyfriend, that must gonna, be nice. I wanna, I wanna take you to a movie. It's a, uh, it's at the Ritz. It's an independent film. Um, I can't even get niggas <laughs> to take me to see Endgame. Uh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers. Oh, oh well, I love you. Oh God. Um, uh, that's nice. It was really nice. 
And it was a really nice date. And I was like, oh. Oh. Oh, I love so, you. I'm going to start claiming you. <laughs> I love you. I'm going to start telling people about you now. You taking me to movies. <laughs> I'm about to start talking about you on my motherfucking podcast. Because I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not been on a date. Um, this week I have been out while I have been dating, but I have this week. I was just, it was a lot this week, but the main, I guess my cat. Uh, oh, so I, no, I'm serious. Don't laugh. It's not funny. Uh Oh, about to I'm really so sorry. Upset me. Oh, <laughs> my cat <laughs> is my child. I don't have any kids. I'm single and I've had her since she's nine years old. Um, oh, yes, damn, it's been that long. Yes, I've had my baby girl for nine years. She runs my life. I used to work nights, so she um, she's adapted to that sleep schedule and has not changed it. So I still get up at four o'clock in the morning and feed her because that was when I used to come home. Like she just runs my life and I'm I don't care because she can do such. But she has been acting out. um and that's usually a sign of something, you know, more more serious. Like, sh- it started with her pooping outside of her litter box. <laughs> like, right next to it and just being an ass. And, like, her litter box was clean. Like, I've been doing being really good about that. So I'm like, what is her problem? Then I came home and smelled this smell, and it was pee. And I'm like, where, girl? So she peed in a bunch of my plants. Girl. And Blue. My other babies are my plants. I am a plant lady. So I was like, okay, now you going too far. Like, now you messing with the family. So I took her to the vet, child. And first of all, this lady is so annoying, the vet. She was just like, come here, mom. Come here, mom. And it was just, like, really getting on my nerves. <laughs> Calling you a mom? Yeah. She kept, <laughs> and I was just like... You're getting on my nerves. But you have to understand that my cat has never been outside. She was a rescue cat. They told me that she experienced trauma on the outside. So she just stays on inside. And she, when you put her in her cage, it's her travel cage, she starts, like, basically, she's screaming, but no sound is coming out. It's like her. Oh, she's like in a her mouth movie. is it's like a nightmare. Wide, yeah, her mouth is wide open. Her tongue is out. Her teeth are showing. Her eyes are big, and she, no sounds coming out. She's just like oh scared to death, and she's like, <laughs> and it's just horrible to see. So I take her there, put her on the table. She immediately like runs. She's flipping out. Like, where am I at? I don't feel safe. It was just horrible. And then they they had to take a urine sample, and I was like holding her down, and she was like. Meh. How do they make her pee? No, they don't, Shanti. They put a needle in her bladder and pull the urine out. And I was, oh, just I was about like, to say, this is horrible. And I was so upset. But then the vet was drawing on me. She was like, oh, mom, mom. And that's how she does. She tried <laughs> to get you to feel bad. She was like, mom. She's like this heavy set black woman. She was like, Mom, look at her, look at her uh teeth back here. Look at all that plaque. It's gotta hurt when she eats her food. We gotta get her a dental. And so I'm listening to all this stuff we gotta get her. And I was like, How much does all of this shit cost? This hoe tried to charge me twelve hundred dollars to get her teeth clean. I say you That's must... what I said, girl. Listen, I was like, You must have lost your fucking mind. It's kids out here without dental insurance. She will be all right. No. 
Like, I put my foot down on that. Like, that's mom, what we're not going to do. Mom. That's... Mom. Is she up to date on her on her flea or some flea shit? And I was like, she don't go outside. She was like, yeah, but believe it or not, you could bring her home fleas. And I was like, and if I do that, I'll have to deal with it. But I'm not. She no. said, you could bring her home fleas yeah. with the fucked up men you be laying down with. <laughs> wow. She didn't say that. <laughs> oh, Whoa. I you know you lay down with dogs, bitch. You get fleas, <laughs> and I know you lay down with dogs, and you gonna bring it home to your cat, mom. I... <laughs> Yo, that is so funny. <laughs> Yo, if I was in front of you, I might punch you dead in your fucking chest. Yo, oh god, no, you didn't. No, she didn't. That is so wow. funny to me, mom. mom. Yeah, that mom. Th- it's how she come here, mom. Mom, that's how she says. I was like, bitch, if you don't stop calling me that, she's getting on my nerves. But anyway, I left with like a hefty ass vet bill, which is just annoying. And she's talking about she needs to get her x-ray. I'm like, she don't need to get x-ray. Like first test this urine and tell me if there's, if she has some sort of like infection or something and we'll take it from there. But don't be talking about, there ain't nothing wrong with her bones. She need an x-ray for her. Lady. So this is just a, this is just a, a warning to y'all. If y'all have pets, make sure you advocate for your pet, but you also watch your, your pocketbook because they, they be trying to just add stuff on. I know the rent is high in Brooklyn, but she was doing way too much. So pray for Blue. <laughs> Blue is fine Blue. now. She's going to the bathroom in her in her thing. She's like, you know, I put aluminum foil all over my plants. My house look crazy right now, but I'm trying to train this bitch. So we working it out. <laughs> Shout out to Blue. Shout out to Blue. And if you want to follow Blue, you can follow her on Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even run the page. My roommate does. You can follow her on Instagram at the blueprint. That is T-H-E period Blue. Y'all are E-U period print. P-R-I-N-T. The Blueprint. And, yeah, you'll get updates. Shut uh, right now, just let this sentence be done. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> and now we'll get a little more serious. Uh, again, we're talking about dating this week and whether or not we're doing it wrong or right, or if there is a wrong and right. Um, but first, we have a question from an Around the Way Curl listener, and it's it's a little long. I'm going to see if I can cut it down a little bit. But she writes, how do you know when you're ready to move on after leaving an abusive relationship, whether it be physical or emotional abuse? Keep in mind, you were mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically checked out years prior to leaving, four to be exact. On the one hand, I feel ready, but my first rebound situation was eh, a big blow to my ego, and I think I moved too fast. Um, But in my defense, he was saying and doing all of the right things. I'm an emotional being, so I can admit that I get attached quickly. How do I keep myself from doing that? But on the other hand, I feel like that is me changing to fit someone else's timeline. Why should, oh, this is perfect for this week. Why should I have to harden my heart? Um, but not doing that. Oh, by not doing that, I feel like it's going to leave me hurt a lot. Okay. 
Um, all right. And then she she continues to talk, but like this is important. Can I finish it? Yeah, go ahead. She says, I have been told it's time for a hotation. Hotation. <laughs> but how do you do a hotation when you're busy catching feelings? Mm. I'm an Aries. I'm sorry about that. Just kidding. But I just want to, st- uh, and we move hella fast and hella hard. I just want to stop giving the love or energy to people that don't deserve it. And yes, I'm giving myself love and really just exploring what I like and don't like in a mate. Okay. Also coming to a place where I finally like what I see in the mirror and acknowledging the fact that I deserve happiness. I'm allowed to set a standard. But girls, this dating scene in 2019 is a fucking beast and quite intimidating. Is it just me or is courting a thing of the past? Do niggas still court? Because if I get one more Netflix and chill request, I'm a scream. Help. Chill. That is timely. Yeah, it really is. That's perfect. All right. First... How do you know when you're ready to leave it? Let's break this up. How do you know when you're ready to move on after leaving an abusive relationship? I think that you're ready to move on. I don't think you're ever ready to move for me. I'm speaking for me. I don't think you're ever just ready to move on where it's like, okay, I'm ready to never think about this person again. I'm ready to just cut all my emotional ties from this person. Like You can be ready to do that, but it takes time to actually be able to do it. So like... Um, like it sounds like you are ready to leave the relationship, but that you think that by leaving all of your emotional ties are just cut off and that's just not reality. Like it's still going to take time. It's still like, again, it feels like a death. It feels like you're mourning, you know, what was you're mourning, what wasn't, and you're mourning what could have been. Most times we're mourning what could have been, um, and the potential that these people had. And that you had within the relationship. So that takes time. If you're sitting here writing and saying like that you've already had a rebound situation and yada, yada, yada. You know, it to me, it sounds like you're ready. And also the rebound situation is always eh, because you're not emotionally healed and from that last relationship. And you still have um, tearing guy usually calls them umbilical cords, emotional umbilical cords, and it's attaching you to this person. And until it's severed, and that, take again, takes time, you know, your rebound situations are just going to be that. Rebound situations. You're not going to be fully present in my eyes. Well, I I, I respectfully disagree. You're I such have a bitch. Ha- and <laughs> well, I, well... I think, I, no, I agree in everything that you just said in terms of, you know, um, the the period of mourning something. And we talked about this a little bit last week about when someone else asked a question about allowing yourself to really reflect and figure out, you know, the ways in which you were, you were abused and kind of figuring out that pattern and and what about the abuse um what what kind of why you why you were in that experience why that Mm -hmm. happened and what can you do to heal yourself and to again avoid that happening in another situation because quite often the same kind of scenarios keep coming up in our lives until we really um until we really like figure out how to make it stop where it's where the the source of it's coming from 
But also, she mentioned that she, it was a month after the four-year relationship, if I'm understanding that right, that she did the rebound. Mm-hmm. And my, with my experience with the rebound, um, I, I was, years ago, you know, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And my rebound was actually somebody that helped me to realize that I that I could find love and that I, I could have a healthy relationship and that I could, um, you know, ha- be in love and really, really be in love. And I, I, it helped me to contrast how that other relationship was so far r- removed from actual <laughs> love and understanding and acceptance. So, I mean, I, I don't know if every relationship after, an, the relationship directly after an abusive, abusive relationship is just... A rebound or like well you're right I shouldn't say that but I think that because she said um that she's a very emotional person that gets tied in really quickly it makes me think like "Mm, these ties are not gonna you know like you haven't severed the last tie that you had and now you're already tying yourself to someone else and um I can identify with that because I'm a very like all-in you know, head in the clouds type too. So you're not, you even. I am. mm, I am. You go slow and steady, Pukas. I know that. I've been in relationship after relationship. Like this relationship that I'm in now. Yeah, but none of your relationships ever, except for that one, ever like controlled you, I felt. Like you were still doing your, you were still like doing your thing had your friends like your life wasn't the relationship oh no that's never that's never going to be but i i think and i guess we can talk about this in this relationship this idea that being emotionally attached is a bad thing to me is i don't understand it if you are giving somebody your time and you are interested in somebody then i think it's only natural we are emotional beings. We are wanting to be, you know, love is like what we're doing down here. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's a bad thing or something that we are training ourselves to like be strategic and calculated and transactional with. I think in my interpretation of this and my ultimate answer for this is I think she really needs to check in with herself and really check in with this person to first figure out is this safe for me to be to be open with this person right are you ready That's to be open thing. are you ready to be vulnerable are you ready to have a relationship or are you just trying to fuck like what what do you want to do and i i don't know if i can give that answer that's i think that's part of the very important work that we all have to do is what do you want how do you feel and are you willing to be transparent and kind of like non not non-negotiable but like vulnerable with whoever you are getting involved with with what you want and what you feel and if that person's not on the same page then then you don't then you don't get emotionally wound up or physically but if you're See, just trying to like fuck then the uh, try to navigate that i i don't know how to do that but well that's the thing i think it was really big that you said that you have to check in with that person and make sure this person is basically worthy of that kind of openness from you. I don't think that being vulnerable 
and being wholehearted and being all of those things are bad things at all because I am very much that way. But part of the issue with me is that I have been that way with people who have not deserved it, who have not shown that they were worthy of that kind of openness and vulnerability for me. I think openness and vulnerability and being all in are required within a healthy relationship. It's just unfortunate that I think that sometimes, and we'll get into this, sometimes we count we count certain people, or not count them, but we put certain people in certain categories where they don't belong because we haven't checked in with them or they haven't been honest with us. And um, that's when you, ha- you have to pay attention. Um, but then the next part of her thing is like the whole hotation thing where, listen, you kn- so many people have told me that and I'm not doing it. <laughs> like I don't. that's not what you want. That's not what I want. Right. I'm not doing it. It's not what I want. And it doesn't sound like that's what you want. Because um, you, she wrote, like, how do, you, how do you do a hotation when you're busy catching feelings? And it's like, if sex and being intimate and physical with someone is attached to, you know, feelings of love and care and you know and you start to fall into this like oh I kind of want a relationship where I got you know and it's deeper than just the physical act then I would say listen to yourself and steer clear of it steer clear of it if you feel like you're gonna be caught up because the last thing you want is more emotional ties everywhere it's just it's just not for everybody and in terms of courting you know I can't talk about men and courting I'm not a man um I've had men court, quote unquote, court me and then just be as shitty as everybody else. Well, let's get into the topic because I, 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 I would like to get into it. Get into it. So, <laughs> uh, girl, listen to this whole podcast episode and maybe we'll help you more with that. <laughs> maybe you'll get some insight into all of that because that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. So, Internet, what you... How are you going to lead us into this? Oh, well, today we are talking. Okay, so today we're talking about dating. Um, because I recently started dating again. I had not been dating for some time. And ciao. Um, I met someone who I actually met like a, like a year ago or something. Something like that. And we had connected there. The story is different it's like either he tried to say I gave him the wrong number I think that he wrote it down wrong whatever ended up uh linking somehow on the interwebs linked up great human whatever it's all cool cool right now I am somebody who traditionally I date one person at a time and I've gotten a lot of blowback from that from friends from even family members and from my therapist my former therapist Betty um Betty's concern for me was in in doing that she felt like I was not taking the reins in my dating life. She felt like, you know, I'm I'm I've met someone and if they're halfway decent, I pour my all into them and then I try to create this person that I want them to be or I try to either shift myself into fitting perfectly with this person instead of dating different people, seeing who fits best and kind of taking the power 
taking my own power back and, and making my own informed decision. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like, like I would much rather just date someone and just get to know them. For me, I'm like, what? And I guess it's, I, it's changing a little bit now because now there is this thing called a biological clock. But for me, I was always like, you know, what's the rush? Why do you have to do it at the same time? Like, how do you get to know someone wholly and deeply and truly if your energy is split between, you know, the person you were out with on Friday versus the person you were out with on, I don't know, Thursday. Oh, God, that's back to back. But you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like to me it just couldn't make sense and then my the other thing was like I was just on some like I am not ever having sex with two people at once like at the same time like it's just not, not at once excuse me but the I mean hey well maybe, you never know but... maybe but <laughs> I've never <laughs> I'm I'm not I don't I don't feel comfortable being in a, like that just leads to a lot that's a lot for me like my body really is sacred with my whole history of sexual abuse like I'm I'm very precious with or I can't I can be very precious with how I how I have sex and who I have sex with and most often it means a whole lot to me more than it does to other people but so I was just like yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And and I've been in, God, I was with someone before my last ex who was absolutely dating other women and lying to me about it. And I knew he was lying because I had his emails and shit and his phone and everything else. And I just remember trying to outdo them and beat them and win and win him over. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I never want to be in a situation like that again where... You know, I know that this person's dating other people and that I feel like I am in competition. So this came up recently with the person that I I guess I'm currently going out on dates with um, because he said that he used to be stop. He said he used to be the same way. Um, as were similar. No, he didn't. He didn't say that. But anyway, he said that he used to like rinse and repeat, like meet somebody if they were halfway decent, get into a relationship. And then, you know, um, wife him up and then it didn't work. And he was left feeling, I don't know, I guess disappointed by that. So he's really actively trying to date. Um, he's very interesting, though, because when he does date, he's very attentive. And he's very like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It feels precious, you know, and then to be like, oh, Oh, you're you're precious with me right now. Are you precious with these other bitches? But um <laughs> so I don't know. So we had a conversation about it and I was like, you know, I need to take a moment to think about how I want to approach this because So he he wanted to date. He his was thing we had only transparent with you and he was said, "Listen, yeah. I'm dating you. I like you, but and or I'm also He's dating open. other women. Well, he wasn't open. dating other women. I think he's dating. Uh, we'll get into that. I think he's dating somebody else now. But I, um, yeah, he was like, you know, I just want I'm open. Well, I'm he open listens to, to the women. podcast, so this is awkward. But he listens and he knows that I have. I'm always like, I date one person at a time. And so I guess that prompted him, and I, I probably had said it as well. That he was, like, was probably like, oh, you was with your other bitch, and he was like, actually. 
No. I am dating other bitches. That's and not like, what, what I said. <laughs> he took it upon himself because he's just, he's a very responsible human, I guess, seemingly, um, with people's emotions. So he took it upon himself to be like, yo, I want to talk about this with you because I'm not in the business of like misleading anyone or hurting anybody. And I very much like you. <clears throat> I very much, I'm like very interested in you. Yada, yada, yada. I just don't want to fall back in and then the fall back in into like a relationship without I guess experiencing what he whatever it is he needs to experience and then the other thing too is that we had only been hanging out for like a month so it's like it ain't like I'm getting strung along after nine months a day and somebody and then on top of that he had said that he had told himself he wasn't gonna date people he wanted to take some time away from dating until like the fall and then he was just like, fuck, now I finally got in contact with her. I'm not going to block a blessing. Fuck it. Um, so, yeah. So this is where I'm at. And then I got, you, so I, I'm sorry. I just want to make the conflict clear. He I got on my horse. It's no conflict. I got on my high horse and was like, this is not going to work for me. Why is that a I high want, horse? I, I'm, I'm just, just, it was just how I wrote it. Don't say that. <laughs> it was just extra. But that's not what, that's, that's not, not what it was. I spoke my truth. No. I spoke my truth and was like, in that moment was just like, you know, this is not good. I'm not interested in competing with anybody. I'm not interested in like, I just went very, I just, my approach to it was the same of like, you know, I, I don't want to compete with anybody. I'm not going to be waiting in the wings for you to make your decision. And, you know, I understand my worth now and, you know, and that was great. And then he, uh, wrote a very, uh, oh, Philly. We live in the hood, yo. <laughs> God damn it, Shanti. <laughs> he wrote a very um thoughtful response um and was just like listen i am not interested in you waiting in anybody's wings i'm not like it was just a whole back and forth conversation and this podcast is not about my situation it's about dating in general and but wait what did he say i'm not interested in you waiting in the ring wings you can do what you want to do but this is my truth this yes, this is where I am at right now. And then okay. he was like, you know, we've only been seeing each other for like, we might have went on like seven or eight dates, maybe less. That's a long time. Is that it? is a long time. Yes, uh, that is, that I don't, is I don't seven think that's weeks a long. worth of time. Yeah, but I'm talking about actually physically being in each other's presence. Like, that's... Maybe. To know Girl. if you want to be in a relationship with somebody or like just only date them? No, not I don't if you want to be in a relationship. Yeah, actually, I will argue yes. Oh, I will okay. argue yes. Yep. I will argue yes. I love you. <laughs> okay, well, I don't agree with that. But um, yeah, so that's that's what prompted this episode. And it's me um, kind of, and I talked to a bunch of different people about it. I talked to my... One of our best friends, Amanda, Amanda's father, who is like <clears throat> a saint. And he was very much, he's known me a long time. He was the person that came up to me at her baby shower and was like, something's not right with you. Tell me what's wrong. And I was just like, what do you mean? He was just like, what's going on? Who are you dating? Someone's pulling, pulling the light from this you. This is your past, your past mm -hmm. relationship. He came right up to me and said that. So I talked to him and he was very much advocating for me to date 
given my history. And he was like, you need to date Antoinette. I don't even think, he was like, I don't even think that you have gotten to a point where you even understand the type of treatment and care that you can receive because you, you'll you get 30% of it and latch on to it from this person and, and try to make them into who you want them to be. And he was just like, date, live your life, and then make a decision. Be honest with folks about where you're at. But at, he was like, at the very least, try. And if it's not for you, then you can say, you know what? This isn't for me, and I'm going to continue to navigate my dating hemisphere the way I've been doing it. But if if it is, if it seems like it is for you, then continue and let someone, you know, show you who they are. So I'm trying that. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So what is and i think the the young lady who made the question uh gave it sent us a question is on point but like what is da- what are the boundaries of dating what does dating encompass to you to for me, me yeah for me dating when you're dating somebody you're getting to know them and you're kind of like I feel like there are levels, stages to dating, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're exploring, you decide, and then you affirm slash confirm, right? So it gets really tricky nowadays when you when when people emotionally and physically get attached to one another before they've really decided before it's been like a mutual decision and before the exploring's done and before it's like a a mutual confirming like, oh, I really, I'm feeling you. I want to be exclusive with you, you know, or before they even know like, what are you looking for? Are you looking to be married? Are you looking to have a committed relationship? Are you looking to have fun? And so I know in my in my past i've never had that kind of clarity about what what i wanted before i went on a date so it was just kind of like you know i was just going along and the mixing up of emotions and being physical with somebody happened very quickly when i was still exploring that person and then i was conflicted i ended up being conflicted because it was like oh 
yo, I don't know if I really even like you like that. I don't know if you really like me like that. I don't even know if we are, what are we? You know, it always ended up with this, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Rather than having it be, I guess this is where I'm, I, I do think having some sense of strategy, which is connected to knowing exactly what you want works. So I think in your situation, you guys are beautifully explore. You guys are following, you're in the exploration stage and you really are saving yourself and himself um, from potential conflict, from potential hurt that that young girl said, from, from getting so emotionally detached. He's giving you the information so that you can be like, oh, I'm not going to physically give myself to you I give myself oh god it's my mom that's my mother talking I'm not gonna physically become engaged with you or emotionally engaged with you because that's not what you want and that's what I want and shout out to that person shout out to both of you for being super mature and clear and vulnerable and I think that like those that's super super important I don't think anything's wrong with you as you get older and especially after you've had so many situations where you like it was all just mixed up Mm -hmm. and it was like there was no clarity there was no vulnerability from the jump and you did do what your natural tendency what you're naturally built to do is like yo I'm trying I'm trying to be in love I'm trying to like take care of you I'm trying to be supported right with somebody that was like I I emotionally don't even know what that means, and I'm just no, like no, that's not physically. That's not, well, well that, I don't that, know. Here's the thing, I took though. it too far. Yeah, that okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, but I want to be clear. That's not, and that's not, that's not what he said, and that's not what all people are saying. I think that we have to get it really clear and specific. Is like what he's saying is no, 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 because he asked me like, what are your intentions with me on like our third or date and I was like the fuck and I was like oh okay and I was just like well you know I'm I'm not I have high expectations excuse me I have low expectations and high vibrations (laughs) and I am just trying say that again (laughs) I interrupted that I have low expectations and high vibrations just because I don't want to be out here you know what does that mean you know, I, I've I've learned to just be open to possibilities and not put a bunch of pressure on it um, and not put a whole bunch of expectation on people and then leave myself to disappointment. But I'm going to vibrate on a high level energetically and hope for the, you know, hope for the best and pay attention. That's really what it is. And I was just like, you know, I'm open. I want, I, I, I said, like, I want to be with somebody. I want to, and I went into like, you know, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold somebody down and have them hold me down type thing. Um, and he is also looking for that. But his way to get there is just very different from mine. Mm-hmm. So it's I want to be clear. It's not that I'm dealing with some someone, and it's not that we're discussing people who are like, because, I mean, once you have that initial conversation of like, what are you, what are your intentions? A lot of people will say, what are you looking for? which kind of usually stresses people out. But you can say, like, what are your intentions? And once you have that conversation, you know, if they're honest, they'll be like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to have fun or I'm just this or I'm just that. Or, no, I'm looking for somebody to be with. What was interesting to me 
was the fact that he was absolutely looking for someone to be with, but his uh, his way to get there was completely different from mine. Um, and so that's when I was like, oh, so you are looking for, for someone, but you need to date first to make the best informed decision. Okay. Okay. So, right. uh, so, hmm. so I, but I think it's interesting what you said. I want to piggyback off of what you said, because you also said that, um, you know, something along the lines of, you know, it gets, it, it gets mud. The the water gets a little muddy or cloudy when you don't have this information, when you don't know where they're at or what their intentions are, what they're looking for, because you don't know how to act. And I think that that's what I would act I'm, or ask, act, ask how to just be within the relationship, quote unquote, because it's still a relationship between two people, whether you're in an official relationship or not. Um, and that's where I, I think that that's when I try to talk about like, well, don't give everything. And it's not a, it's not, I'm not saying that you're, that it's a bad thing to be vulnerable. I just want to be clear. What I'm saying is you have to also recognize the situation that you're in. And some people don't get to have all of you. No. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I I don't know what that means. I don't know what that get all of you means. Uh, in my in my situation for, for for me for specifically i have shifted my the way of my my way that i have been interacting with him for my own well-being not it's not that i don't care about him it's more of a okay i don't want to be all in with somebody who's not we're not all in yet we've established that like we're right. still dating yeah. so just recognizing my bound, you know, my boundaries of like, we're not having sex. No, we're not sleeping. I'm not sleeping over your house. You know, you might not get the morning text every day. And it's not that I'm playing a game. It's more like I'm trying to control myself and pace myself in a different way as well, where it's like, that's that's not who that person is in your life right now. He's a great person, but that's not the role that he's playing and that's okay. It's possible that he may play that role at some point, but you know, you can't, yeah, you, you just, you just got to watch that. And so, and I think that's very hard to navigate for certain people, especially people like me who, I mean, I probably wake up sometimes and give you a morning text. Like, I'm just like, like, bitch, did you post today? (laughs) And also have you checked the emails? And also, that's what your morning texts are. They're not loving anymore. <laughs> but no, I always end it with love you. I was like this patronizing. Cheryl. But what I would say is um, I know in my relationship, what the, the relationship I'm in now feels so different because of the vulnerability that was and i and i'm saying i i think that you and this person have been vulnerable not like mm-hmm. and then when i was 6 my mom i don't mean that kind of vulnerability i mean just like basically saying just having these kind of hard and awkward question uh, conversations and not assuming stuff and not assuming you know immediately that he's talking to a bunch of women because, you know, he's trying to, he's a playboy or him Mm. assuming that, 
you know, you are talking to other people, so why does he have to tell you kind of thing? And just, just having yeah, these kind of conversations no. is, is so important. No, the check-in. Even my sister. The check-in is so important. I He got mad that, points for that. Like I was That like, vulnerability. Oh, yeah. And that's being vulnerable. And it's not though. just vulnerable. I know it's some, also a level of care. It's a yeah. level of understanding, like... If having that not uh, responsibility is probably the wrong word because my vocabulary is limited, but him feeling somewhat responsible for like keeping me emotionally safe and emotionally, you know, like that was very big. So while he out here dating these hoes, he somehow still got cool points. Raggedy. (laughs) God damn. Oh, I bet you being emotionally present for your other bitches too. huh? I love texting shit like that too. But I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop because I don't think you think I'm playing. And sometimes I'm not. I gotta work on that. No, I, I'm playing. But um, go ahead. You were saying even for your sister. For my you about sister, to tell your sister's she, business. Do you think that's a good I idea? I am. I'm about to put it on blast. She is um, like first date with somebody. First date with somebody, and um. They are na- they're, they're friends. Her neighbors are his friends and they live next door to her. And so they come back from their date and he's like saying, oh, I had such a good time. I feel like I'm going to have separation anxiety from you. Like being very affirming that he had a really nice time with her. And then one of the friends comes out of the house that's right next to where they are. They're in the middle of the driveway and it happens to be a woman. And immediately his attention shifts and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go hang out with them. That that was his intention anyway. Like they knew they were parting ways. But immediately his intention was like, all right, I'm going to go hang out with them. And my sister immediately felt some kind of way. Like she, mm. she felt something was askew. And so my mom and I were encouraging her to rather than be in our heads and assume as well as make excuses for, because that's what we do, is like, oh, well, you know, the date was over, and um, those that, his plans were to hang out with them, and he did say he had a nice time. Like, all these ways to not be vulnerable and, like, present, offer who she is and how invested she is in the potential of the relationship, and also see how invested he is, she was going to shy away from that opportunity. And we were like, no, you should say, you know, hey, it probably wasn't a big deal, but I felt something. I felt some kind of way when you just immediately, you know, like turned, I don't know how she was going to word it, but that was their first date. And that was an opportunity for her to say immediately, this is who I am. I care about this relationship. I want to know what you think. And I'm offering this moment of of, of um, information sharing. Because he could have said, you know, who knows what is going to come from that. He could say, yeah, like I dated her. Or, yeah, I don't know. Just really, really important information should have come could have come from that. And I know for myself, in early relationships, things happen that we ignore and we excuse or we, you know, just hold in rather than being vulnerable and saying, offering up the possibility of deeper connection and also offering 
the passing of information so that you can figure out, is this something I need to invest my time in and potentially my my heart and my body in? So Bridget, oh, damn, I done said her name. <laughs> it doesn't Child. matter. She definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I definitely, I, I just wanted to use that example of like, even at the first date, there's moments for us to to be real with each other because energetically, information is being sh- exchanged. You know, there's information there that is guiding us and letting us is, is trying to do the work of figuring out: Is this worth my time? Should I invest my heart potentially in this person? Because that's what we're doing it for, right? Or are we just trying to have? A good time. I don't um, know. I know. Not everybody when I, is. Not when I first started that. dating the guy that my artsy my artsy man, I tried to play that though. Like we had been hanging out for a couple of a couple weeks. I liked him. I still was exploring. I didn't know if I wanted to be with him, but I play. I I hit him with the like, yo, I'm just trying to have fun kind of thing, and he was like, oh. And it kind of it kind of hurt his feelings, and I guess that made him have to be more protective. I love him. And he was like, "Oh, okay, all right." Um, but then we kept dating, and then like two weeks later, I was like, "Listen, I got a kid, and you know, I gotta be serious." And like, you trying to get married or, tomorrow or not? And he was like, "Oh, <laughs> you really? Oh, did. okay." You, remember when we saw him walking down the street, and he didn't see us? And yeah. he was walking you with a girl, I and I was like, out. who the fuck is that? Like, I was ready out. to <laughs> get out of the car and go find him. And you were like, Antoinette, it's fine. He's We're not in a relationship. And now you're <laughs> on some, like, shit. When I, brought this, when I brought this situation to you, you were like, no, no, red flag. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, you just did the same thing. <laughs> No, this is a red flag. Next him. He's done. I was like, but wait, didn't you? When we saw Ra, when we saw Ra Ra, he was, it was all good. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Anyway, well, yes, I yes. I think the first date. I think that's a lot to be like. Why did you leave me for that girl? But you know, hey, to each his own. I'm listen. Dating. Are we doing it wrong? Question mark. I don't know. I really don't know. I think you just got to do it the way you do it. But um, I, I read an, a really interesting article. And actually, I think, did he send it to me? I'm pretty sure he, the guy sent it to me. Oh somebody, my God. Somebody that sent it to so him. Funny. He's like an article bull. But I, somebody sent it to him. And he sent it to me. I think his homegirl sent it to him. Um, And, yeah, when he sent it to me, I was like, I don't want to read this shit. Fuck him. But then I went back and read it and was like, oh, all right. It was good. But it was an article on um, XO Nicole, formerly uh, NicoleBitchy.com. She's reinvented herself um, as like a... I don't know what she is. She like a she's a positive black woman. Yeah, she's been like super positive these days. Like positivity kill. into the ethos. Yeah, and um, it's it's by Shelley R. Warren. Anyway, 
The article is titled, Why You're Always the One Who Prepares a Man for His Wife. Now, he <laughs> he didn't send that to me. I said, that don't sound good. He didn't send that to me. I was like, this is you shit. But um, his homegirl, uh, I only met her once, but she she and I seem pretty similar. Um, and so uh, she sent it to him. He was like, oh, I think you might like this. And it was a really interesting article. Shanti, did you read it? Yes, and I don't like it, but go ahead. You don't like it. I love you. No. <laughs> Just like I love you. I think it was really interesting, and I think that it had... See, I think that you don't like it because you don't have these like codependent traits that I have. And so for me, I have to, I have, to have different boundaries when I am dating somebody. Like I have to be conscious of certain things just about myself because I will latch quick, fast, and in a hurry. I, I Can I just say something? Sure. You can preface this article There's and tear it down. N- no. I'm talking about you directly. Oh, oh. There is nothing wrong with the way that you love and are authentic and wholehearted with anybody in your life. That's what we're here for, and you're so lucky and gifted and generous that that's your mode of operation what i would say you need to be more aware of is is if how that person is receiving it i don't think you should ever be strategic you should just say oh i'm really generous with this person and he he can't receive it or he's not I don't know. I, I just don't think that you should ever try to withhold your it's generosity about, with anybody. I agree with you. I agree with you. But what you are missing is the manipulative aspect of the the manipulative aspect that can exist within my generosity. Oh, so you're just doing it to, to be chose. You're not doing it because that's how you... Sometimes, right. yes. And I'll, oftentimes it is because I'm, it's just generally how I am. Like I do it with you. I'm not trying to get you to choose me. I already, I already bagged you, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but with other people I have noticed within, and it's very different within romantic relationships for me where it does get to be, and it's not manipulative in like a, it's more so like if I don't feel like I'm getting what I need, then I do more and more and more. And that is where I have to, you're right, I have to be like, hold up, this person is not receiving this or this person is not, there's no reciprocity here or whatever the case is. So that's what I mean when I need to watch that. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way I love. The way I love is amazing. Anybody who is lucky enough to experience it, child, you have been blessed by the gods. (laughs) Right, I'm really ahead. I'm really serious. I really, but like I have to I have to watch it. Um but the article was interesting. <laughs> um and it's breaking down into some categories. So we're going to get into it. Um and the first one, I agree with wholeheartedly and this is just what we were talking about. She says it's titled I tended to do more assuming than asking. And so, you know, she went into like there are some lying men out there and she even said, you know, but for the most part, she hasn't experienced that many of them. She was like, for the most part, it's women are not asking the right questions the way that we've been saying, like, you need to ask people what their intentions are. So, like, she used an example of this woman being like, do you see me as marriage material? 
And the guy mm-hmm. being like, yeah, of course I see you as marriage material. And her taking that and being and being like, oh, okay, he sees... some other nigga. <laughs> her what? <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, you marriage material for somebody to fuck out. Basically. But, but she <laughs> took that as like, oh, that means that he could see himself marrying me. Where she was like, men don't often answer, they answer exactly what you ask. So you ask, is which is not right, but she asked, do you see me at my marriage material? He said, yes, that does not necessarily mean that he sees himself marrying you. And I thought about that and was like, damn, I do, I absolutely know male friends who do shit like that. I hear them and I get on them about it where I'm like, yo. Have you ever asked a man in my marriage material? No. I know I am. I don't ask that. It's more, I've asked them, what are your, where do you see us? Or, you know, what are your intentions? I am marriage material and I don't even know if I want to be married. These raggedy people. I just might, I don't know. We might can just cohabitate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. But like if you're absent, that's just an example. It's like if you are looking for something very specific, then you need to ask very specifically if that person sees you fulfilling that role in their life. You see what I'm saying? In their life, Mm -hmm. not in anybody else's. Um, Do you have a disagreement with that one, Shanti? Um, No. My my whole disagreement. Anyway. My bit, my no, I don't. I think you should have those kind of conversations because I sure enough was like, Are we getting married tomorrow? and he was like, No, I was like, Okay, <laughs> that's not first of all, that is not how it went down. I really uh, hate you, but no, y'all of. should know that Shanti does have these like erratic sometimes he's like she'll be like no i need to know if you want to marry it's because me. i have a kid my daughter. it's because i have a daughter <laughs> absolutely i, I have Which a daughter you, so i'm like you Yo, need to talk about to... that because i feel like anyway we'll finish this but at some point we need to go and you need to do an episode on like dating with a kid and what that looks like I you and a bunch of moms no yeah well, a bunch of moms that i can yeah. just listen because i ain't got i'm be like what anyway the second thing uh, that she said was learn how to love on levels. This is probably the one where y- you were like, fuck that. So she says um, she tries to love a man without acting like they're destined to be together. Um, and if we agree that we're dating, then we're dating. Um, so she says if we want to be exclusive, we should mutually agree upon this. Um, until it goes from dating to exclusivity, I need to- uh, to live my life like I'm just dating. And if dating isn't enough for me, I need to express that. See where he stands. And if he doesn't want to move forward, I need to move on. Um, and she says, sometimes loving a man like I'm his wife before he's ready to become a husband robs him of the opportunity to come to the place of being ready for marriage. In other Did words... Did my mom write this? Can I, can I finish? <laughs> Shut <laughs> my up. My mom wrote this. In you, other you words... just keep... <laughs> You are. In other words, while I think I'm pouring love into him, what I'm really doing is suffocating him. And as a result, the guy moves on from me just so that he can get some emotional breathing room. I don't understand that at all. I do. <laughs> my I ex, don't know. My it, ex it used feels, to complain about that. Then that feels like you guys were not engaged 
Now like, I agree emotionally. With, I, okay. like, I don't understand how you could be with somebody and then not know there. I just don't understand that level of communication. What's so crazy to me, Shanti, is I think that's what you do without even putting it to words like this because you, it takes you a, how, you've been with old boy for over a year and you're just now admitting (laughs) that you're in a relationship. You go slow and steady. And I think that that's all that this, this is what, I think that's what this is trying to say. Like, as soon as y'all are dating, you know, like from with my ex, for instance, I was like literally meal prepping both of our foods, getting in a cab, delivering it to him, oh. like doing all like basically packing his packing his lunch and dinner for him every night. Like what the girl. F- girl? Right. Exactly. Like that type of level of like care. And he would maybe make he will always cook dinner for us. It wasn't all like that. But I was, like, going above and beyond. Like, for his birthday, baking three different styles of cheesecakes because his favorite dessert was cheesecake. Going out and getting a beer pong table because his boys were coming over. Making, giving him a damn seafood feast for his birthday. And I'm allergic to seafood. But you ain't do that for me. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the level of which I... It was like, girl, is that your husband? Or is that, like, your boyfriend of a couple months? Like, what are you... And... and Okay, there's I, levels to this there, shit. I see. That's exactly okay, what she you said. Went, you went from zero to... To one million. Into the galaxy. Right. And because like, bitch, what? And the, you know what it is, too? Is it like, it, I wasn't trying to be emotionally manipulative. I really, really loved him. And I was like, and I knew, I had also known that he had never experienced someone. Like, that was his biggest thing, is growing up, people didn't take care of him. And people didn't care for him. He felt overlooked. And I can identify with that. So I wanted to make him feel special. And that's my can, thing is like, I think because I identify as someone who was overlooked, I want to make people feel special, but there are levels to it. Like when well, you're, wait, wait, when Jojo and Sean came up here, what did I, I spent like 200 and some dollars on M&Ms on freaking M&Ms. Why? Because I was like, it's fine. They're, they're going to experience this once and I want to spoil them. And it's just like, yo, it's levels. Like, you don't have to do that. I, but this is what I ask. This is what I'm asking. W- were you in? Were you engaged with his response to that? His response around that time was great. He was like, I have never, he was so grateful. He said, I've never had anybody do anything for me like this. Da, 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 da. And then it started to shift after he cheated on me. So every time I continued to do stuff like that, he felt guilty and would be angry with me. Like, why are you doing this? I was like, bro, what? But his response, he 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 was very very grateful. Um, but I was not in tune with his response when he stopped being grateful. That was when I was like, okay, well maybe I have to do more. It's like, what the fuck else can I do? But that's the thing is that even me doing that that early on was probably a bit much, and especially for yeah. someone who's never received it. Well, I think for both of you, yeah. I think yeah, that that should, they should have been. Like, there was a desperation behind it. Yeah, like, girl, oh. chill out. Girl. I don't know what that, I don't even know. I Honestly, I don't even think it was desperation. I felt really solid in the relationship for the most part around that time. But it was just like, that is how 
I operate at that's my mom. Like my mom is that person. If she can do something for you, she's gonna do it. She's gonna celebrate you. She's gonna try to make you feel like the most special person in the world. And um, you know, now Shane Dudek when I was growing up, but now she's like that and it's just like, you know, I don't know. There there's definitely levels to it. And I think yes. that you don't identify with that because you would never in your mind, in your right mind be like you'd be like, What? We can go to dinner. I think <laughs> I think what's problematic about all of this to me is that it's all to be married. It's this I it's this transactional mm-hmm. I don't understand the transactional strategic thing around marriage, which is like well, that, as if marriage well, is the ultimate prize and a man is a man is going to automatically well i mean be marriage is the prize marriage is a lot of work and men marry women and say that they choose them and still the woman does all of the emotional physical financial labor or you know it's still like a fucking shit show so i i just have a problem with the whole premise of this I'd rather it be commitment. I'd rather it be um, something other than, girl, you better, you know, you don't be cooking your man no dinner unless you're married to him. I don't know. It just no, feels it's so not like. That. It's, I don't mm. think it's that. I think that. I think that the title of the article is what it is to try to get. It's for clickbait. But I think that if you read the article, there's things that you can disagree and and, and agree with. But there's definitely takeaways from it. I don't okay, think. Okay, keep going. Let's I keep going. I yeah, keep I chopping it up. Go ahead. Marriage is the ultimate goal, but I think I, that for some people it is, and that's that's just their well, reality. That's naive, because once you get married, then you get then the shit really gets real, and you're gonna be like, listen, my dad said it don't what? get better, it get worse. <laughs> now they got you. He literally told no. me that. He told me and my sister that no. when she was getting married, he was like, it's not going to get better. Like if, as long as you're clear. And my mom says that now too. She's like, I kept thinking when I became their wife that, that they would change because I'm now their wife, but they just got worse. Cause I guess they got me now, but little did they know I'll leave them. No, now you guys are in the ring. Now you like, all right, you're my contender. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's figure out what this love thing is. I, I, I don't think you love somebody and then you get married and then you like have the tools. I think you choose this person to explore what love I is. Think and ideally that's what you so do, hard. but I don't think that that's what's really happening out here. Child, that's another podcast. All right. Then she writes, I was his wife. You're going to hate this without being his wife, which is really the same thing that she was just talking about. Um, you know, I just said I struggle with this. And it's interesting because a lot of people, she she even tears down the whole, like, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Um, but she offers us to try to see the milk as something symbolic of more than just sex. Um, so, like, some people, like, the milk is, like, the physical, emotional labor, sometimes financial investment that women make. Um, for certain men and they're not even in, they're not, they haven't even been with that person for that long. And I think part of it is people trying to get chose. So setting these boundaries, I think are healthy. Um, I think it's very healthy to do where it's like, yeah, nah, we not there yet. Like, oh, you, I don't know. Oh, your car is like, 
in the shop and you're down and out and we've been dating for like two months. I'm sorry to hear that. Like my dumb ass would give him the money. But girl, sit down. I don't know. After two months, I don't know. I feel like commitment is created over time. And there's levels to it. If you you can be completely committed within two months, like it's not the time thing. I'm just using that as an example. But like, if you two have an agreement and an understanding and a connection, then yeah. But for the most part, that's not how folks are operating out here these days. Is it me or no? Um. I, I hope people over 30 aren't operating like that. Child, they ain't. We know them. Stop. I mean, uh, I just called you Amanda. <laughs> Stop, Shanti. We know these people. They ain't. They're not. A lot of them are not, and we know them. We know of them, rather. I just think uh, communication is, is is everything, you know? Yeah, I, we we communicated in the relationship I'm I'm in as as the commitment was created. There was check ins, like you know, check ins. How do you, how do you feel? Like <laughs> how's everything? How's this going? How's this uh, being with Shanti thing going? Is there um, mm-hmm. you know what what? How does it feel? And it's like terrible. I'll be honest. So, I have never had a check-in like that. And that's yeah, probably a huge important. part of the issue, yeah. I've never been in a situation where it was like, how do you feel about this? And I was like, oh, for real? Uh, like, we have never done that. And I think I think that's important. You're right. Yeah, I think it's important in the, to, I guess, I got well... I'm a Sagittarius. He's a Capricorn. So it's pretty much shout out to him for being like, actually, you need to stop (laughs) and take it slow (laughs) and shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down and do what I said because I know everything. No, he hasn't been like that at all, but he's 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 rather cautious person. And I I respect that. Mm. And um, and I guess I. He helps my cautious side as well, so brings it out more. Now, so I will say this. We just start a hold of hands, child. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I, um, I'm i reading this, and I'm like, okay, basically this is just reaffirming that I need boundaries, yada, yada, yada. But I will say that um, as far as the dating more than one person thing goes, I mean, am I interested in other men? Sure. But is it like... I haven't been out on a date with anybody else besides old boy yet. I'm still trying to like, I don't just, I just don't have time for that shit. Yeah, you did. You've been dating the light-skinned dude. You dated light-skinned dude for a minute, and then you looked over and saw he was light-skinned and was like, this has got to Girl, that was years ago. I'm talking about right now. No, it wasn't. It was like a couple months ago you dated a light-skinned boy. Who? That's so sad. I don't know, some biracial dude. No, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. He just was so. <laughs> oh, poor biracial man. They don't Who get are no... you talking about? Remember when we went to Afropunk and you met this biracial dude and he like was light skinned, kind of short, stocky ish guy. And 
Girl, that you was know, a year ago. Was that a year? No, it wasn't. It was the like guy from Chicago, originally from Chicago, that was no. a year ago. <laughs> really? So. And he was like, yes. And then saying the, how beautiful you were all the time. Yes, and like, this is fucking ridiculous. Afro punk was a year ago, Shanti. Almost. Child, don't give me a hug. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, who did I date a couple of months ago? No, I didn't. Yeah, no. I will say that. Um, <laughs> something funny happened though I was at a rehearsal and I got a text from old boy and he was legit no no oh. the current person and he definitely texted me I it it very much seemed like date information for somebody else <laughs> <sighs> and I had the biggest attitude when I tell you I was like I couldn't even cover it up I was just like because the whole vibe say? I don't have my phone. The whole vibe was very like, um, it was just seemingly flirty and he's a flirty person anyway. So it was like, okay, whatever. But I just was annoyed. Duh. Duh. I was so annoyed by that. And I just I had it in my head like, girl, is this for you? Is this for you? Is this for you? Um, It was like, he was telling somebody where he was going to be and like what time and then ended it with like, but I don't mind leaving earlier to meet you. Lo siento. And it was like, mm. <laughs> mm. like you ain't meeting up with no homie and then writing lo siento afterwards. And right. I don't mind leaving to, no, that's not how you talk to your boys. So I wrote and was like, wrong person. And he was like, oh, my bad. Trying to coordinate, yada, yada, yada. And I just had an attitude. I couldn't. I didn't want to text him. I, first of all, I was in the rehearsal, and I just was like, "Yeah, nah." Like he was getting straight nas from me. Like you get one word answers. I'm annoyed right now. So my thing with it is like, I wanted to see how I, how and if I was gonna be triggered by that, and I wasn't really triggered. I was annoyed, but I was like, the least you could do is keep your goddamn text straight. And then the other thing is he had invited me. This is so terrible because he listens to this, which is so awkward. But I'm not. Oh, well. But he had invited me <laughs> that I didn't and I didn't say any of this to him because I haven't. I've just been busy. I haven't really seen him or talked to him. He gonna be like this bitch. But he invited me out on the same day that he was meeting up with that person later. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. God. This is Girl, the, you assuming though. You always assuming. You I'm know absolutely assuming it could have been his cousin. It could have been could've his been cousin. His Spanish friend, you know. <laughs> you and these Spanish women, you got a real issue. No, <laughs> you got a real issue. It could have been his Spanish friend. He's speaking inferior. Spanish too. Oh, he was no. like, "Hola, lo siento." No, catch you on the flip side. He'll be like flirty, or maybe I don't realize when he's flirting and when he's not. I don't know, but. I just was like, okay, it could not be or it could be. And either way, he has every right because we discussed it. How do you feel in this moment? And I had to like check in with myself. Like, is this a real, like, are you really upset? Do you feel inadequate? And I really sat with it and was like, how do you feel? And I was all right. I was just annoyed. Like, don't text me. Don't text me other bitches text, please. Yeah, like, um, you can't be sloppy about it, nigga. Yeah, like, like you got to be on your shit. Together. Like, come on, come on. Keep your shit together. <laughs> Like Shit. maybe her name starts with an A as well. I don't know, or maybe it's nobody. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But I, my main thing was that I checked in 
And I was honest with myself because I was ready to be like, as great as a person as you are, actually no. And I didn't feel that way. I, I genuinely didn't feel like I didn't. I, I guess because we had the conversation, um, I didn't feel like I was ready to be like, you know what? This ain't for me. For, forget it. And so y'all so, still dating? Uh, y'all still we're going on dates. I sure. should go see the last black man <laughs> in San Francisco. For real, so, so, go see. I don't know. How, are we are we dating wrong? Are we doing it wrong? Have you ever dated more than one person at one time? You did, right? You went on different dates with different people. I'm making that up. Yeah, I was in. I was very young though, and also was like not being having integrity about it. What do you mean? I was in a hotation. <laughs> Oh, I had a slight hotation going on. When was that? When I was like twenty, before I got pregnant. <laughs> Obviously, Sean, <laughs> you were in a relationship with Jolie's father. Do not. Why are you? Why? Well, no, I was yes, but before that, there wasn't a lot of clarity. Anyway, we ain't even going to go into the past because we're looking forward to the future. Hey. All right, internet. Like, did do are well, how should people be dating? You know, I don't know. Um, I would say just if you are emotionally ready to date, to be open and vulnerable. I would say explore. Don't assume a goddamn thing, and be open, be honest, and live your best life. That's day to me. I think everybody dates differently. And I think that you have to first find out that this is like a, a a huge epiphany to me. You have to first find out how people do date, how they go about dating and see if it aligns with what you are willing and capable of, like willing to do and capable of doing. And then take it from there and have the check-ins. I think the check-ins are important. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it it helps if you if you're looking if you're dating, excuse me, if you're dating and you want to have to be in a relationship, you're dating seeking a partner that you explore first together and get to know each other, get your values and if you have the same interests, do you is this person someone you even like? And then you mutually decide if you want to be exclusive and be together. And I think setting that standard is a game changer because lots of times it's always you just end up in a relationship out of somehow randomly y'all end up saying you love each other or somehow you're like, this is my girl. It's just like this is the next step, so fuck it. Yeah. Right, instead of actively making the choice. Talking about it and saying, Mm -hmm. all right, you know, let's be exclusive. I I would really like, will you go with me? And then, you know, um, check in from there after y'all go together so that you can get got and be married and feel like you are successful in life and that you fit in with everybody and you're valuable because marriage is what gives you value and purpose. Oh, yeah, nah. (laughs) Yeah. uh. (laughs) As stated in that article. So that is what you got to do. That is not what the article. Get that ring. You 
Get that ring. No. Be strategic about it so that you can live you your best You talk life. out both sides of your mouth because then you're also <laughs> like, but but do you want to marry me? But also, I'm like, nigga, I ain't playing no games. I have a child. We need to be married tomorrow so I know exactly. that you love me. Exactly. So, so watch out for the it? wedding coming up. It's going to be in two weeks. And um, it's great. We're ending this. <laughs> We're ending this. All We're ending it. It's over. We're invited. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, well. hopefully this gave y'all <laughs> more clarity. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> this is an around the way curls jump. <laughs> Exclusive. We are writing a book. We're on our way to writing a book. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> God. All right. And with that, we are out. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out. Hey girl, how you doing? You are the woman that I'm really pursuing and I would like to get to know you. Can you give me your name? If you jot down your number, you'll get mine in exchange. Hey. See, I'm the man of this town and I hope you wouldn't mind if I showed you around so when you go to certain places, you'll be thinking of me. We got people to meet in many places to see. Hey. I'm really digging your lips, but be careful where you walking when you swinging them hips. I'm kind of concerned that you'll be causing a crash with your traffic jam booty heads pausing so fast. Hey, I wouldn't trade you for the world, I swear it. I like your hair and every style that you wear it.